to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Um, we are back tonight for the show that everyone wants to watch, uh, the season preview of VFB Stuttgart. Uh, and we're joined tonight, of course, myself and Mark, but we're joined by Travis of VFB Americana. Travis, how are you doing this evening? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to uh, talking some Valve Bay, getting the show started. And uh, congrats to you, Rory. You got to see him in uh, person this week. So that's I was cool. a very lucky boy. Yeah, my first ever VFB game was on Saturday um, as they destroyed Sheffield United 3-0 um, in, yeah, in my current living city. So I have to be careful what I say. But yeah, Sheffield didn't, <laughs> didn't, play, uh, didn't play fantastically. But it's because VFB kept the ball most of the game um and were really impressive got to see a girassi hat trick live uh yeah it was uh it was delightful experience being in the away end as well so yeah i loved every second of it so absolutely wicked weekend um for me and uh yeah looking forward to talking a little bit more about that so just before we do get going um obviously please do smash a like on the video uh and comment along Live, if you've got any questions for, for Travis in particular about VFB, uh, and if you do miss the show live, put it in the comment section below and we'll try and get to those. <clears> and of course, press the red button to subscribe to the channel uh, to make sure you don't miss out on any more Bundesliga content coming your way. Um, so, I mean, I'll quite happily now hand over to you, Mark. You're going to lead us through this, um, well, preview, and, and you're going to be kind of firing the questions our way yeah. in the main. Travis so yeah let's get stuck into it yeah I think it's quite ironic that you mentioned that uh, VFB won 3-0 obviously I think obviously when I saw them live they also won 3-0 as well which is quite ironic I mean it's not many games that the VFB win 3-0 so I think <laughs> me and Rory must be good luck charms for, for the club as well so yeah hopefully we can start off with it in a good way for the season this year as well so yeah I mean I'm going to ask the first question over to Travis so Obviously, this is a, pre a season preview, really, for the VFB Stuttgart. Obviously, you're a big Stuttgart fan yourself. And what what signings have really kind of stood out for you? Because obviously, the VFB here in Germany, a lot of fans have kind of mentioned that they're quite happy with the transfer business that the VFB have done. So would you agree with that? And which signings really kind of stand out for you? Yeah, Fabian uh, Volgamut has really done a nice job. He's brought in five big names so far. Uh, Alexander Nubel at goal. And then the big one was Dennis Undav, who is uh, coming from the Premier League into Valve uh, He brought in some other guys as well to kind of beef up the kind of depth of the team uh, from Freiburg, from Hertha Berlin, uh, from uh, FC Union. So the depth of the club seems to be strong, but the two exciting signings are Newell at goal and this uh, Undav at uh, striker. And if you've seen his highlight reel, of how he played at Brighton Hove, yeah. um, it is amazing. So I, I recommend anybody to go check it out. He has some just beautiful goals. Um, of course, the last time we signed a striker, Luca Pfeiffer, he had an amazing highlight reel too, and that didn't go <laughs> well. So uh, maybe take it with a grain of salt. But I think most people are pretty excited about the uh, Undab signing. Just getting a striker of his caliber, he really came on at the end of last season in the Premier League. Uh, he looks to be a great backup for Seiru, but he looks awesome to pair with Seiru. So I think, uh, Mark, if you're asking which of the signings we're really excited about, it's definitely on the offensive end, and it's definitely with him. 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was really, really impressed when they managed to get hold of him because obviously I also watched Premier League and I always rated him Mundar. I think he was a player that was on the kind of periphery of the Brighton team and he seems to be a bit of a coup for the VFB to get hold of him. And, and Rory, any other signings that kind of stand out for you? Well, I mean, if we're talking about from the <coughs> offensive end of the pitch, you know, the VFB have gone... Uh, quite well, and you know, Wu, you know, Wu Young Jong coming in from Freiburg, I think, is an interesting one. Um, a, a player that was well thought of at, at that club, I know, um, and I think will, you know, definitely help from an offensive point of view. Um, and one of those players that obviously will play wider rather than being a, a central kind of presence, I think, but I think he'll be someone that can bring. Uh, pro- well, more goals in a season than you would maybe expect from the likes of Furyk, for example. Uh, I, I'd see him as maybe more of a consistent performer, but obviously time will tell in that sense. Uh, and then the loan, yeah, the loan of Luerling, I think, is an interesting one again, because when he came in from Greuther Furt to Union in the first place, I think everyone was applauding that signing because he looked like he could be a real good Bundesliga-level player. Obviously, it didn't happen last season for him. Um, but I think if he gets a run of games um, for Stuttgart, that he could be a player that really grows um, and and could impress as well. Um, so if you're looking at that, I just think uh, across the forward line, there just needs to be more support. Um, obviously, from a contributions point of view, whether that's goals, whether that's assists, uh, chance creation. Um, I, I mean... I think we saw last season that Stuttgart did create chances even in that season that we had. Uh, so if if they can contribute five goals, five assists, something like that region, then you know it's it's a start. But um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they they uh, they settle in. Yeah, definitely. And I think obviously on top of the signings that they've actually brought in, another key kind of uh, attribute to the VFB's pre-season so far has been the fact they've managed to so far, emphasis on the word so far, being able to keep all of the big names as well at the club. But yeah, Travis, I just wanted to ask you, are there any of the players that have actually left the VFB either on loan or permanently? Anyone really kind of you think the club's going to miss next season? I think the biggest one is probably Thiago Tomas is the player that he's a young guy, offensive player, a um, lot of pace. He had his struggles. He had his ups and downs, but he provided a lot of depth. And um, I think we'll miss him. I do agree with what Rory said, though. The uh, sign of Zhang and leveling those guys are adding that depth that maybe we miss mm-hmm. with Tiago. From the heartstring part of me, I'm going to miss Tangai Kulabali. Um, mm-hmm. He was all over the place. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Um, I think he's still a free agent at this point, so good luck to him. But um, he was kind of the epitome of Valpe the last couple of years, right? A lot of talent, yeah. a lot of promise, didn't always deliver on that potential. Um, so I'm going to miss him a little bit. But in terms of impact on the pitch, it's probably Tiago. The other guy is is Florian Mueller's gone. He's going to be the backup in Freiburg, and they brought in Alexander Newell to replace him. And he's had a bit of a shaky preseason and it's interesting. And maybe Rory can talk to this too, is that we've really beefed up our offense. It looks like, but our defense is where we could be missing some players. If some transfers go through and Newell hasn't looked great so far. So I'm kind of surprised we've spent so much time on offense. 
I get it because our biggest problem last year seemed to be Florian Mueller and the defense at times. So it'll be interesting to see how, how he does. But in terms of the guy I'll miss, it's probably Tiago Tomash in terms of his impact you know, on the pitch. Yeah. yeah, I think when I saw them live, he was fantastic that day. And as was Koulibaly, ironically. And I, I was really disappointed to see him leave on a free. I thought they should have given him another two, three-year contract and just seen where it went because he's only 22 as well. So, and he's actually, he's not found a club yet as well, which is a little bit surprising. So I hope the best for him. But yeah, Rory, obviously, I know you're not the biggest Florian Muller fan ever, but are you happy to see him leave? And are you happy with the replacement of Nubel potentially as well? Um, well, I was happy enough with, with Florian Muller going out the door as long as there was a succession plan in a sense. Um, obviously, they, they got Nubel in um a short while after Muller moved on, but I, yeah, I think they probably had other ideas from a goalkeeping perspective in in their minds before going to Cuba. Uh, sorry, going to Newbell, um, and yeah, from exactly what Travis' point was in in preseason, the game on Saturday, obviously watching him live, uh, it, you know, he he keeps a clean sheet against a Premier League team, which is obviously a great confidence booster for him. But there were. Um, a few moments with him on the ball from a distribution point of view that he did look a bit shaky on. Um, he came and, uh, from an aerial point of view, he looked pretty strong, actually. He came and claimed quite a lot of crosses, quite a lot of corners or, or punched. And um, I think that was one thing that Muller really struggled on last season, uh, his physicality and obviously all those long-range shots that um, he was struggling with as well. So, yeah. I would hope that, that that's a sound um, signing that we won't miss Muller too much. Um, but yeah, outgoings currently, I'm not overly worried about it. <laughs> so potentially what might come. Yeah, so I will just uh, kind of add to that. We have had a couple of questions in from Dan uh, Ito to Ajax. Yeah, obviously one of the key Stuttgart defenders. Travis, do you think that one could go through? And if so, do you think the club will miss Ito? Uh, definitely would miss him. He's really become a star, I think, for the club. The reports that I've heard is that, no, he's not going to go. We have him signed up until 2026. He's a key to our defense. Um, Ajax wants him. They put in two offers for him. As poor as Stuttgart is right now, I think we're going to hold on to him. It's like Rory said, currently, if the roster stays the way it is, I like this club a lot. It would be the first yeah. time since... I think it was 2021 when we finished in ninth place that we would have basically the same roster from the previous season. Mm. And mm. We just haven't had that. So if we can hold on to Dinos, if we can hold on to Sosa, if we can hold on to um, Seiru, I like these chances. I think Hiroki's staying. I, I think the mm. others, I think up until that August 20th transfer window deadline is going to be some nail biting time. Uh, for a lot of us supporters, I would be really surprised if Ito left, though. Yeah, well, definitely the Bundesliga wants him to stay because he's such a good player and he just seems to get better every year, Ito, as well. I thought the the back end of last season, he was just superb at, at times. Yeah, and another rumour as well, uh, Rory, yeah, from Kaghai, um, Souza to Nottingham and maybe Gurasi too. Well, I've not heard that Forrest are actually in for both of those players. But Rory, I mean, do you see much truth in this? And if so, would it be a big blow for the club? Well, Forrest love a Bundesliga player. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they snatched Aurel Mangala from our 
from our grasp uh, already. So um, you, there's definitely something to be uh, believed from that. Um, off air, me and Travis were actually just talking about Sosa and, and maybe saying that the, those rumours we feel have actually gone a little bit more quiet. Um, hopefully that remains the case and, and Sosa stays put. Um, and so then we actually do have a bit of a bit of depth there. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, from a Gurassi point of view, I know we had a question asked um, before the show as well, which I'm sure we'll come to, but he's just so central to whatever we do this season. So if it happens, then, yeah, it's, it's bad news. <laughs> Yeah, it seems as though half of Europe's interested in him at the moment, to be honest. I think Ajax, he's already turned Ajax down, actually, ironically. But I think he, he says he's interested in the move to the Premier League. But we'll come to that a little bit more later. Yeah, so I'm just going to quickly move on to expectations for the season then. So, yeah, obviously, I mean, Stuttgart last year, relegation playoff, comfortably won that 6-1 against Hamburg, which was probably one of the few bright sparks in the season, really, wasn't it? As well as, obviously, beating FC Nuremberg. Uh, in the semi, in the quarterfinal of the cup, and getting to the semis of the Pokal, but yeah, I mean, obviously, what Sebastian Hernes did was fantastic. The back end of the season, I've got to say, from my neutral perspective, I thought Stuttgart were brilliant for the last two months of the season. And Travis, I mean, does that change the perspective on the season? Do you think the fans will be hoping for a bit better, or do you think it's another relegation dogfight in in hand this year? Rory and I were talking about this that it's. It's weird because the season's coming up and we're excited for the season to start, but we're also cautious because after two years ago, everybody was super positive, even though we only finished in 15th place. Uh, it was crazy. We're like, ah, everything's going in the right direction. Then everybody got fired. Everybody got sad. <laughs> everything went down the toilet. And so then you fast forward to the end of last season and we had that great finish against Hamburg. And now everybody's just kind of like, all right, let's wait and see what's going to happen. At least that's a sense that I'm getting. I am waiting to see what happens because part of it is exactly what Rory said about 10 minutes ago is the roster on August 21st, I think is going to tell us a lot about what Sebastian Honus can do because you're absolutely right. He showed up on the ground, no time to prep and immediately changed the direction of this team. And you hear about the coaching bounce and we saw the coaching bounce hundred percent. It'll be really interesting to see what he can do with a full summer with these guys. But it'll be really interesting to see what he can do once August 21st rolls around and he knows exactly what his roster is. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm kind of kind of waiting to see what he can do. But uh, to say that he did an amazing job is an understatement. And uh, Bruno, if you're out there somewhere, you know, thanks for <laughs> thanks for your <laughs> thanks for your yeah. one win. But uh, I think we're all getting Sebastian Honus uh, about B hats at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he was the reason for the season at the end there. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't join with that much kind of fanfare, really, did he? I think a few fans were a bit cautious when he first went there, but he was nothing short of superb. Like, he really got a tune out of that roster, and I just thought they were really good. They probably should have been able to avoid the relegation playoff, really, in truth, and been able to finish a few places higher. But, yeah, fantastic end to the season. And, Rory, what about you, then, going into this new season? What what are your hopes and expectations, then? Um, I think... I think, generally speaking, it has to be a, a line drawn in the sand sort of moment, which is what a lot of the the powers that be at VFB have been saying in in the media quite a lot in in the summer. Um, you know, with all all the work and um, going on at the club right now, they're you know they're really kind of focusing in on on what should be 
okay, the the last two seasons have not been um, have not been good enough, and and that that's kind of like your baseline. So with the current squads, they, in my opinion, should finish lower mid table um, mm-hmm. as things stand. Um, you know, and it will be really interesting to see how they go. I think. Obviously, the the two the two new boys, Darmstadt and Heidenheim, have, have both got so much work to do. From a obviously kind of being the two boys that maybe go back down from a relegation point of view, and then I think there are another four to five other teams that are very similar in strength at the moment. Um, I'm sure we'll you know we'll talk about this in our prediction show when we do it, Mark. But um, as things stand from a squad strength point of view, I think Stuttgart is still uh, are now above uh, some of those teams, and therefore that's why I'd place them where I am. Um, so yeah, I think there's reason to be a bit more optimistic. Uh, and yeah, no, Seb did a mad, you know, magical job really at, at the end of it, making that that relegation playoff match a, a relatively stress-free. Uh, watch other than when Hamburg scored uh, early on in the second leg. Um, apart from that, it was relatively stress-free. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's that's where I see things at the moment. So, until things get going, I'm, I'm looking forward. Yeah, I think for me, I'm quite optimistic for the club. Actually, I'm going to be honest. I, I agree with what Travis said. I really like the look of the roster and I just think that I think a few teams are weakened in that mid-table kind of position. Like I think Gladbach look weaker, definitely. I think uh, I, I agree that the two promoted sides don't look particularly strong. And I believe that a mid-table finish is possible. Like ninth, tenth should be the aim for this year if they can keep that roster together. That's the key, though, because I believe that, like as you mentioned, if, if some key players get sold, then it could look very, very different come the end of August. But I think currently things are looking really, really good because. As you mentioned, Newbell, he might not have looked that good in pre-season, but I think uh, he's a very highly rated keeper. And uh, I think Bayern Munich have still got him on the radar for the future number one once Manuel Neuer retires. So, yeah, you've got to remember he is highly rated and, for me, a step up from the likes of Florian Muller and Bradlow as well. So, we'll just have to see, but I reckon mid-table is possible for the club this year. So, yeah, just a couple of questions as well coming in again about that man, the man on everyone's lips, really, Gurasi. So I'll ask you, you, Travis, on this one. So it's a bit linked to what you said before. So obviously they have signed Undav from Brighton, which is seen as a really, really good signing. And But do you think he is technically being brought in as a replacement for the big man up front? Or do you think they might potentially be able to keep both players? I don't think he was brought in as a replacement. I know there were some concerns about that, that maybe they were sending a message that they are about to get rid of Seiru. I, I tend to disagree with that. I think it was just sound roster building. Uh, we struggled to score goals. We had plenty of chances and opportunities. But when Seiru was hurt, say what you will about Bruno, maybe the one thing you could say to defend him is that he didn't have a healthy Seiru. And you have to have depth at that position. So I don't think it was so much of replacing Seiru as much as bolstering the roster a bit. But you also have to plan for his exit. Uh, his release clause is only somewhere between 15 to 20 million euro. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, he showed the entire Premier League how good of a striker he is like the other day. So uh, we were kind of like, you know, Sebastian, bench him, sit him. <laughs> don't let yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so it, 
it'll be interesting to see how those two come together. I would love for them uh, to come together, but no, Mark, I don't think it was so much a, we're getting rid of this guy as much as it was just sound roster building. We need mm-hmm. offense. And this kid looks like he's going to provide it. And the dream is, I think what Rory and I are hoping is you have Seiru out there, you have Dennis out there. You've got two scary guys out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And then just one before we close, Rory, as well. Uh, we've already touched on a couple of these players, Souza and Gurasi. But what about Mavropanos? Because, I mean, he's been linked away for, for months as well. I think he was on the verge of joining Atletico Madrid in January, and then something fell through with that one. But, I mean, another quality player currently on the books of the VFB. Do you think they'd miss him as well if he potentially left? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, Mavro, I mean, he's one where he, where when he's on his game, um, he is a game changer. Absolutely love it when he takes the ball out of defence and just goes on these mazy runs and smashes one top yeah. or tries to at least. Um, but that that's the thing, though, because, because of the lack of goals that Stuttgart have had last season uh, particularly, I think Mavropanos you know, was one of the highest goal scorers or goal contributors. Uh, he's really dangerous from set pieces as well. Um, so, yeah, he would be massively missed. Uh, I don't think he had a bit of a spell of bad form. Uh, it was maybe just before um, Hernes came in where he wasn't playing his best football. But he, I think he's quite clear in the fact that he does want to move. But it depends what um, what price tag you can maybe put on that. But yeah, of course he'd be missed. You know, it it'd be fantastic if we can keep a hold of those three players. Cause, you know, they they make Stuttgart tick. Uh, the one person who we haven't mentioned, which I'm so thankful for, is you know Legendo Wataro Endo. I think we mm. just have to get his name in there just because of <laughs> he just does everything. Uh, and you know he's so central to the way that um, you know VFB play. And when we watched them on Saturday, or my pals that that we were there with, we're all saying, you know, he, he looks like a great player, head up all the time, looking for Gurassi, that forward pass. Um, so, yeah, Wataro Endo must stay, but yeah, all the others are really important as well. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be tough to lose any of those guys. Dino is kind of the heart of the team. He just brings a lot of passion to it. He's good for a mistake, you know, once every once in a while on defense, but he brings a lot of passion. He's just strong too. He's a physical presence. Um, Seiru obviously is our offensive cornerstone and Borna is a unique player. He has the most beautiful crosses you're ever going to see. And Ido is able to help him on defense. So losing any of those guys to answer Jake's question is going to hurt, but I do like what Volgamut has done. He's picked up some depth players to help in those situations. So if Sosa left, we did pick up Middlestadt from Herza. That should help. If Seiru leaves, we did pick up Unda from the Premier League. That should help. So the cupboard shouldn't be super bare. Um, I would be concerned if Dino left because I don't think we have a ton of depth in our center back mm-hmm. position. So uh, that'll hurt. It'll hurt my wife more because she loves Dino when he takes his shirt off. <laughs> so, she is hoping he stays. So you know, Dino. Hopefully that helps a little bit. I don't know if you need you know uh, that on your side, but. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah. And let's not forget Wagner, man, as well. Do you remember how good he was the back end of last season? Like, he was like a new signing when Hernes came in and finally put him in the first team in face, place of Anton at fullback as well. Mm-hmm. And then he got moved further to further forward as well to play wide forward too. So he was brilliant. Another man I want to mention too is Mio as well. Enzo Mio, the midfielder. He was superb the back end of last season too. And he's going to be like a new signing this year because he barely played last year until the last probably two months and that was the only time he was a first choice really wasn't it so i think Wagnerman's in just got injured probably at the perfect time because that might put off any suitors um <laughs> although it's not it's not super serious but i think he's going to miss the yeah. first two weeks yeah. i think it'll be about mid-september yeah 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 he'll be out so that that will definitely hurt i mean it's important for the club to get off to a good start um, because there are some guys that are going to be a little out for the first couple matches. And then in January, a number of the guys will be out because of World Cup qualifiers and the uh, the Africa Cup of Nations that's taking place. Mm. So getting off to a strong start is important for all the clubs, but I think this club you know, in particular. And like you guys said, if they, if they can get off to that decent start with the talent they have, I mean, they finished 16th place last year, but in terms of value – they're right in the middle of the table in terms of financial value. They are the youngest team in the Bundesliga, though, as of today. So mm-hmm. Honus is going to have his work cut out. Endo is going to have his work cut out, trying to make sure the ship is steering in the right direction because uh, they've been pretty young the last couple of years, and we've struggled the last couple of years. So hopefully you know, they can kind of grow out of that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and another one from Jay. Yeah, shout out to grown men with stuffed animals. Yeah. It's um, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you see, uh, yeah, fantastic mascot for the BFB. But yeah, I mean, thank you very much, guys. I think that's pretty much we've covered most things there on that review. Thank you very much, guys, for for your um insights as well into the BFB Stuttgart. Yeah, if you enjoyed what you saw today, then check out at Over the Bar FB and uh, Over the Bar Extra on Twitter or X, I should call it nowadays, Ooh, too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, don't forget the otbfootball.net as well. Don't forget that. And yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe as well. We're slowly getting towards uh, our targets at the moment. And yeah, seeing a few new faces as well in the comments today. So if you've not already done it, then don't forget to subscribe because it just helps us to produce more and more content for the show so thanks again to travis it was a pleasure we hope to have you on again soon and yeah we'll see you all again later in the week see you later guys